the evil business of payday loans and basically they prey on the poor. A payday loan, also called a payday advance, salary loan, payroll loan, small dollar loan, short term or cash advance loan is a short term unsecured loan, often characterized by high interest rates. The term payday in payday loan refers to when a borrower writes a post-dated check to the lender for the payday salary, but receives part of that payday sum in immediate cash from the lender. However, in common parlance, the concept also applies regardless of whether repayment of loans is linked to a borrower's payday. The loans are also sometimes referred to as cash advances, though that term can also refer to cash provided against a prearranged line of credit, such as a credit card. Legislation regarding payday loans varies widely between different countries and in federal systems between different states or provinces. provinces. To prevent usury, unreasonable and excessive rates of interest, some jurisdictions limit the annual percentage rate, the APR, that any lender, including payday lenders, can charge. In some jurisdictions, outlaw payday lending entirely, and some have very few restrictions on payday lenders. Payday loans have been linked to higher default rates. So according to a 2007 study by economist Michael A. Stegman, Payday loan firms were extremely rare prior to the 1990s, but have grown substantially since then. A 2019 study found that payday loans in the United States increased personal bankruptcy rates by a factor of two by worsening the cash flow position of the household. A second 2019 study looking at the UK found that payday loans cause persistent increases in defaults and cause consumers to exceed their bank overdraft limits. The basic loan process involves a lender providing a short-term unsecured loan to be repaid at the borrower's next payday. Typically, some verification of employment or income is involved via pay stubs and bank statements, although according to one source, some payday lenders do not verify income or run credit checks. Individual companies and franchises have their own underwriting criteria. In the traditional retail model, borrowers visit a payday lending store and secure a small cash loan, with payment due in full at the borrower's next paycheck. The borrower writes a post-dated check to the lender in the full amount of the loan plus fees, and on the maturity date, the borrower is expected to return to the store to repay the loan in person. If the borrower does not repay the loan in person, the lender may redeem the check, and if the account is short on funds to cover the check, the borrower may now face a bounced check fee from their bank in addition to the cost of the loan, and the loan may incur additional fees or an increased interest rate or both as a result of the failure to pay. In the most recent innovation of online payday loans, consumers complete the loan application online or in some instances via fax, especially where documentation is required. The funds are then transferred by direct deposit to the borrower's account and the loan repayment and or finance charge is electronically withdrawn on the borrower's next payday. 
According to a study by the Pew Charitable Trust, most payday loan borrowers in the United States are white, female, and are 25 to 44 years old. However, after controlling for other characteristics, there are five groups that have higher odds of having used a payday loan. Those without a four-year college degree, home renters, African Americans, those earning below 40000 annually, and those who are separated or divorced. Most borrowers use payday loans to cover ordinary living expenses over the course of months, not unexpected emergencies over the course of weeks. The average borrower is indebted about five months of the year. This reinforces the findings of the U.S. Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, or the FDIC, study from 2011, which found black and Hispanic families, recent immigrants, and single parents were more likely to use payday loans. In addition, their reasons for using these products were not as suggested by the payday industry for one-time expenses, but to meet normal recurring obligations. Research for the Illinois Department of Financial and Professional Regulation found that a majority of Illinois' payday loan borrowers earn $30,000 or less per year. Texas Office of the Consumer Credit Commissioner collected data on 2012 payday loan usage and found that refinances accounted for $2.01 billion in loan value compared with $1.08 billion in initial loan value. The report did not include information about annual indebtedness. A letter to the editor from an industry expert argued that other studies have found that consumers fare better when payday loans are available to them. Pew's reports have focused on how payday lending can be improved, but have not assessed whether consumers fare better with or without access to high-interest loans. Pew's demographic analysis was based on a random-digit dialing, or RDD, survey of 33,576 people, including 1,855 payday loan borrowers. In another study by Gregory Edley-Hosen, Division of Research of the Federal Reserve System and Financial Services Research Program at the George Washington University School of Business, 41% earned between $25,000 and $50,000 and 39% report incomes of $40,000 or more. 18% have an income below $25,000. The likelihood that a family will use a payday loan increases if they are unbanked or underbanked or lack access to a traditional deposit bank account. In an American context, the families who will use a payday loan are disproportionately either of black or Hispanic descent, recent immigrants, and or undereducated. These individuals are least able to secure normal lower interest rate forms of credit since payday lending operations charge higher interest rates than traditional banks. They have the effect of depleting the assets of low-income communities. The Insight Center, a consumer advocacy group, reported in 2013 that payday lending costs U.S. communities $774 million a year. A report from the Federal Reserve Bank of New York concluded that we test whether payday lending fits our definition of predatory. We find that in states with higher payday loan limits, less educated households and households with uncertain income are less likely to be denied credit but are not more likely to miss a debt payment. 
Absent higher delinquency, the extra credit from payday lenders does not fit our definition of predatory. The caveat to this is that with a term of under 30 days, there are no payments, and the lender is more than willing to roll the loan over at the end of the period upon payment of another fee. The report goes on to note that payday loans are extremely expensive, and borrowers who take a payday loan are at a disadvantage in comparison to the lender. A reversal of the normal consumer lending information symmetry where the lender must underwrite the loan to assess credit worthiness. A recent law journal note summarizes, summarized the justification for regulating payday lending. The summary notes that while it is difficult to quantify the impact on specific consumers, there are external parties who are clearly affected by the decision of a borrower to get a payday loan. Most directly impacted are the holders of other low interest debt from the same borrower, which now is less likely to be paid off since the limited income is first used to pay the fee associated with the payday loan. The external cost of this product can be expanded to include the businesses that are not patronized by cash-strapped payday customer to the children and family who are left with fewer resources than before the loan. The external cost alone, forced on people given no choice in the matter, may be enough justification for a stronger regulation, even assuming that the borrower him or herself understood the full implications of the decision to seek a payday loan. Payday lenders have also been criticized for perpetuating a cycle of debt in their users as they leave people with less money overall. While most payday loans advertise themselves as the solution to life's little surprises, this is rarely the case. 69% of payday loans are taken out to cover everyday recurring expenses such as electricity bills, gas, or groceries. This perpetuates the cycle of debt as payday lenders are more likely to resort to payday loans again once they are charged with the same recurring expense in the next few months. In May 2008, the Debt Charity Credit Action made a complaint to the United Kingdom Office of Fair Trading, or OFT, that payday lenders were placing advertising which violated advertising regulations on the social network website Facebook. The main complaint was that the APR was either not displayed at all or not displayed prominently enough, which is clearly required by UK advertising standards. In 2016, Google announced that it would ban all ads for payday loans from its systems defined as loans requiring repayment within 60 days or in the U.S. having an APR of 36% or more. In U.S. law, a payday lender can use only the same industry standard collection practices used to collect other debts, specifically standards listed under the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act, or FDCPA. The FDCPA prohibits debt collectors from using abusive, unfair, and deceptive practices to collect from debtors. Such practices include calling before 8 o'clock in the morning or after 9 o'clock at night, or calling debtors at work. In many cases, borrowers write a post-dated check, check with a future date to the lender, and if the borrowers do not have enough money in their account by the check's date, their check will bounce. In Texas, payday lenders are prohibited from suing a borrower for theft if the check is post-dated. One payday lender in the state instead gets their customers to write checks dated for the day the loan is given. Customers borrow money because they do not have any, so the lender accepts the check knowing that it would bounce on the check's date. 
if the borrower fails to pay on the due date, the lender sues the borrower for writing a hot check. Payday lenders will attempt to collect on the consumer's obligation first by simply requesting payment. If internal collection fails, some payday lenders may outsource the debt collection or sell the debt to a third party. A small percentage of payday lenders have, in the past, threatened delinquent borrowers with criminal prosecution for check fraud. This practice is illegal in many jurisdictions and have been denounced by the Community Financial Services Association of America, the Industries Trade Association. The payday lending industry argues that conventional interest rates for lower dollar amounts in shorter terms would not be profitable. For example, a $100 one-week loan at a 20% APR compounded weekly would generate only $0.38 cents of interest, which would fail to match loan processing costs. Research shows that on average, payday loan prices moved upward and that such moves were consistent with implicit collusion facilitated by, by price focal points. Consumer advocates and other experts argue, however, that payday loans appear to exist in a classic market failure. In a perfect market of competing sellers and buyers seeking to trade in a rational manner, pricing fluctuates based on the capacity of the market. Payday lenders have no incentive to price their loans competitively since loans are not capable of being patented. Thus, if a lender chooses to innovate and reduce cost to borrowers in order to secure a larger share of the market, the competing lenders will instantly do the same, negating the effect. For this reason, among others, all lenders in payday marketplace charge at or very near the maximum fees and rates allowed by local law. In the United States, the rates of these loans used to be restricted in most states by the Uniform Small Loan Laws, USLL, with 36 to 40% APR generally the norm. Payday loans are as of 2014 legal in 27 states, and nine others allow some form of short-term storefront lending with restrictions. The remaining 14 and the District of Columbia forbid the practice, and the annual percentage rate APR is also limited in some jurisdictions to prevent usury. And, in some states, there are laws limiting the number of loans a borrower can take at a single time. As for federal regulation, the Dodd-Frank Wall Street Reform and Consumer Protection Act gave the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, CFPB, specific authority to regulate all payday lenders. Regardless of size, also the Military Lending Act imposes a 36% rate cap on tax refund loans and certain payday and auto title loans made to active duty armed forces members and their covered dependents and prohibits certain terms in such loans. The CFPB has issued several enforcement actions against payday lenders for reasons such as violating the prohibition on lending to military members and aggressive collection tactics. The CFPB also operates a website to answer questions about payday lending. In addition, some states have aggressively pursued lenders they felt violate their state laws. Payday lenders have made effective use of the sovereign status of Native American reservations, often forming partnerships with members of a tribe to offer loans over the Internet, which evade state law. However, the Federal Trade Commission has begun to aggressively monitor these lenders as well. While some tribal lenders are operated by Native Americans, there is also evidence many are simply a creation of so-called 
Rent a Tribe schemes where a non-native company sets up operations on tribal land. Payday lenders do not compare their interest rates to those of mainstream lenders. Instead, they compare their fees to the overdraft, late payment, penalty fees, and other fees that will be incurred if the customer is unable to secure any credit whatsoever. The lenders may list a different set of alternatives which with cost expressed as APRs for two-week terms, even though these alternatives do not compound their interest or have longer terms. $100 payday advance with a $15 fee equals a 391% APR. A $100 bounced check with $54 NSF merchant fees equals 1,409% APR. A 100 credit card balance with a $37 late fee equals 965% APR. A a $100 utility bill with $46 late reconnect fees equals a 1,203% APR. So payday loans are an extremely bad way to get money and this is basically stealing from people who are in poverty. This is basically stealing from people who are poor. Check out fortyandbox.com to learn how to get out of debt. Subscribe. Hit the like button if you like this sort of content. And we'll see you in future episodes.